Welcome to the Flatline with your host, Rick Hughes. For the next 30 minutes, you'll be inspired, motivated, educated, but never manipulated. Now, your host, Rick Hughes. Morning and welcome to the Flatline. I'm your host, Rick Hughes, and for the next few minutes, as always, please stay with us. It's going to be a few moments of motivation, some inspiration, some education, and and you know, we always do this with no manipulation, no hidden agendas, no requests for money, no solicitations, not trying to sell you anything, not trying to recruit you. We're just simply here to give you accurate information. And that information, my prayer is that it will help you verify as well as identify God's plan for your life. And if, in fact, you would like to orient and adjust to the plan, well, then that's completely up to you. But my job, as always, is to uh, be candid, be accurate, to be lucid, and to give you that information to the best of my ability. Not to fire you up emotionally, but to give you the facts, as the old uh, the detective show, I can't forget the name of that show, Just the Facts, Ma'am, Just the Facts, Dragnet, I think it was. But uh, that's what we're here for, to give you the facts. You're smart enough to figure out if it's a lie. You're smart enough to figure out if it's a con game. And you'll see it's not. We call our show The Flot Line, F-L-O-T. And those of you that haven't heard that before, may, may I just please inform you that flot is a military term for the forward line of troops. This is a concept that my very own pastor taught me years ago of how a Christian can have a forward line of troops in his soul. And that forward line of troops inside his soul is made up of consistent problem-solving devices, at least 10 of them, 10 unique problem-solving devices that we teach on this radio show. In fact, the things I learned from him. And uh, as we reteach this information, uh, it gives you the opportunity to see how the outside sources of adversity can become the inside source of stress if you don't stop it at the gate. And stopping it at the gate is using the flat line, using the invisible power of the Christian life, the supernatural power. And it has to do with unique problem-solving devices, such as the filling of the Holy Spirit, such as the rebound technique and confession of known sin, such as the faith rest drill and grace orientation and doctrinal orientation. These are things that we cover all the time. If you don't have a book on it called Christian Problem Solving, I'll be glad to send you that book free. If you'll simply email us from our website, Rick Hughes Ministries, uh, we'll be glad to send that book out to you right away. And by the way, we do have a mobile website. On your iPhone, just ask Siri to give you Rick Hughes Ministries. Or if you have an Android, you can ask the same question. And our mobile website will come up, and from there you can actually listen to any of the past radio shows. They're all cataloged there, and all you have to do is just uh, touch it, and it'll play the radio show. So thank you for being with us today, and thank you for those of you that have written, those of you that have made wonderful comments. I thank you for your encouragement. We are studying currently the advantages of grace. Grace is, in fact, a problem-solving device. If we have the assets of grace, we really don't have any problems. But we saw the mandate in the Bible to grow in grace. 
That was in 2 Peter 3.18. And I've quoted this verse hundreds of times over the years on this radio show. This verse says, Grow in the grace and the knowledge of your Lord Jesus Christ. Grow. Grow is a verb and it is a mandate. And the word grace is the Greek word charis. It occurs over 150 times in the New Testament. And it means the kindness that was bestowed upon us, something we didn't earn, something we didn't deserve, something that's completely free. You know, maybe you've been graced out by someone. You had a debt. You couldn't pay it, and that person forgave it. Maybe your parents, you owed them money, and you didn't have that money. So they said, just forget about it. You were graced out. Maybe your spouse graced you out by not complaining about the mess you made and uh, your lack of judgment on certain things, and you were graced out. She or he didn't make an issue of it. But we know the Bible says uh, that there is saving grace. We read that, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is the gift of God. We saw in Romans 3.24, being justified freely by his grace. What does that mean? Well, it means that the justice of God was satisfied with the work of Jesus Christ on the cross so that once we believe in Christ and receive him as our Savior, it's just as if we have the same righteousness that he does. It's as if we never sinned. His righteousness is imputed to us. If we had any sin, blemish, God couldn't have fellowship with us because he's perfectly righteous. So when we believe in Christ, the righteousness of Christ is given to us. He paid for the sin. We receive the forgiveness and the clean slate. That's why the Bible says if any man's in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. All things become new. It doesn't cost one dime. You don't have to tithe. You don't have to join up. You don't have to fess up. You just have to do what the Bible says. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. In Ephesians 4, 7, But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Jesus Christ. The gift is eternal life. The gift was his substitutionary death on the cross for us, and it's free. So saving grace has two parts to it. Common grace in John 16, 8 through 11. And this is where the Holy Spirit makes the gospel understandable. A lost man cannot understand spiritual phenomena. So unless the Holy Spirit uh, enlightens us, we would never understand it. And this is what common grace does. It's the ministry of the Holy Spirit to make the gospel understandable or applicable to any lost person's life. And then there's efficacious grace, a second stage. And efficacious grace is when the Holy Spirit takes my faith, the faith of a spiritually dead person, and makes it effective for salvation. Both of these, common grace and efficacious grace, both of these emphasize the total helplessness of the person who's spiritually dead and unable to reconcile himself to God or even think about the need to be reconciled to God. And that was me. I never thought about the need. I never thought about I needed to be saved until that night that it happened. 
and I can see clearly the common grace of God the Holy Spirit and the efficacious grace of God the Holy Spirit. So we understand when a person's lost, that lost man can make a decision to listen to the gospel and believe in Christ, but not unless the Holy Spirit prompted him and unless the Holy Spirit interceded him for him, helping him to understand it. That was me. The Holy Spirit prompted me to date that girl, Jane, that I dated. I don't know if you've heard the story. We've talked about it before. And she took me to church. It was the Holy Spirit that prompted me to be curious about the speaker. And it was the Holy Spirit that made it understandable. And when I accepted Christ, that brought me into God's family. That's logistic saving grace and efficacious grace. But now we're going to something else. Again, saving grace has two parts to it, common grace and efficacious grace. But now let's go to living grace, and this is my favorite. Living grace. This is the grace that God bestows on us every day. It's called logistics. Logistical grace provisions. What an amazing thing this is. If you listen to what I'm telling you today and you think about this, you will realize that you are a product of logistical grace provisions. It includes several things that are all divinely given. It includes life support. And this is provided for every believer in the church. This explains how and why we're still alive. The only reason we are alive is because of God's logistical grace. We don't earn that grace. We don't deserve it. There's no work we can accomplish to keep ourselves alive. And so the very oxygen that we breathe, the very gravity that holds our feet here, the very food that we consume, this is all logistics. God provides logistics for us so that we can fulfill his plan for us. So one of the grace assets is life support. And I want you to understand that blessing is provided for every church-age believer. Now, let's, let's differentiate between the two here. You have mature believers, people that have accepted Christ and gone on to grow in grace and become mature believers, and you have people that have accepted Christ and then walked away from it. Yes, they believed in Jesus Christ, and yes, they received eternal life, but they were easily distracted and they walked away from it. And they went on down the my way highway once they understood that their eternal destiny was secure. It appears other things became more important. So this blessing that God provides it's provided for both the winners in time, those that are going to get that winner's jacket, and losers in time, those that will not hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. They're not going to hear that because they got distracted. Yes, they'll be in heaven. Yes, they'll have eternal life. They will not be wearing the winner's jacket, the translucent robe of light worn over the resurrection body. It's called the order of the morning star, and I haven't really talked about that. There is eternal rewards in heaven for you. This dramatizes the justice of God. 
And here's what it's saying. The justice of God sends life support and blessings to the indwelling righteousness of God in both those winners and losers. What do I mean by that? If you are a Christian, you have the righteousness of God given to you. Where did you get it? Through Jesus Christ. Remember the verse, he that knew no sin was made sin for us so that we might be made the righteousness of God through him. So you have the righteousness of God through your faith in Jesus Christ. So the justice of God sends life support to the righteousness of God that's inside of you. That's grace. You don't earn it. You don't deserve it. You and I are alive only because of the grace of God, not because of something we do. Now, a winner believer, a believer that goes on to be a mature believer that effectively represents Jesus Christ in the church age, he's going to utilize all of this logistical grace God provides for him. But the loser believer... The believer that doesn't grow to maturity, the believer who's easily distracted and going off down the my way highway, he will coast on this logistical grace and he will never utilize it. Now, there is also divine provision for every church age believer to execute God's plan. He gives you those provisions. All of the word of God, all of the doctrine that you have, as you learn it from your pastor, if you have hunger for God's word, you will find the word of God and your right pastor teacher. Now, Hebrews 5 talks about people that don't have hunger. They're dull of hearing. And the writer said, I'd like to be teaching you some things, but you can't handle it. And you're like a baby that needs a bottle. You can't handle strong food. Well, some of you that are listening to me are beginning to handle strong food. You're beginning to understand. You're beginning to have a different way of thinking. You're now beginning to see divine viewpoint as opposed to human viewpoint. You're now beginning to see grace assets. You've learned how to rebound and stay in fellowship with God. You've understood now what the faith rest drill consists of. So you are finding doctrine to be a grace provision for you. Again, I am not a pastor. I can give you this information, but you're going to have to eventually, somewhere down the road, you're going to have to find a well-qualified pastor that you can sit under and learn God's Word on a consistent basis. Don't depend on me to be all that you're getting. I'm a window. I'm an opportunity. I'm showing you the way. I'm not your pastor. So keep that in mind. If you want to grow up, if you want to become that winner believer, you've got to get under the ministry of that well-qualified pastor. And I can't tell you how many times people write to me and they ask me, do you know of a good church in my area that I can go to? And how many times I have to say, no, I don't know of one. But I do know where you can get the information. I'm well aware of where you can get the information from pastors that teach it to their local congregation. And even though you're not there, you may be a non-face-to-face learner. You're not in the congregation, but that doesn't mean you can't get the information. 
And you can get that information by DVD or MP3. And you can sit down at home with your Bible, with a notebook, with a cup of coffee, and you can listen to the Word of God taught by a well-qualified pastor. This is exactly what I do. And as the Lord allows you to grow, as you begin to see things you haven't seen before and learn things, then eventually you'll be able to choose where that church is, what you need to do. I can't recommend that church to you because I don't know what church is in your area. I know what's in my area. And uh, what we do here in my particular area is we have a video church. We don't have a face-to-face pastor, not yet. And so we watch videos of a well-qualified pastor, a man that I know who's teaching God's Word consistently. He's now over 500 hours into a study on the life of Christ. And you can get these on video free of charge. If you contact me, I'll tell you how to do it. It's never a charge for any of his material. That's what you may have to do. And, uh, but God is able to give you those grace assets. The biblical definition of logistical grace is found in 2 Corinthians 9, 8. Here's what it says. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that always having a sufficiency in everything, that's logistical grace support, you will have an abundance for every good thing of intrinsic value production. So, God will give you sufficiently anything you need. Anything you need to keep going, anything you need to operate, whatever it is, he will keep it going. As long as you continue to grow, as long as you continue to redeem the time that he gives you, he will provide those provisions for you. Now, if you turn away from that, And this is one of the parables that we've been studying in the Life of Christ series that my pastor has been teaching to me. If we don't keep our lights, our lamps lit, waiting for the master to return, as per Luke 12 and the parable of the master and the servants and letting the lamps go out. Letting the lamp go out is equivalent to you not being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's equivalent to you not trimming the wick or not getting rid of the distractions in your life. And it's very easy for those things to happen so that you quit growing. But if you continue to grow, if you continue to take in God's Word, God will continue to pour out grace assets on your life. Will He make you rich? I'm not saying that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not, I'm not teaching a prosperity doctrine. I'm talking about provisions. He will give you everything you need to sustain your life. Listen to Luke 12, 22 through 31. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, nor about the body, what you'll put on it. Life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor do they reap, which have neither storehouse nor barn, and God feeds them. Of how much more valuable are you than the birds? 
And which one of you by worrying can add one cubit to his statue? If you then are not able to do the least, why are you anxious for the rest? Look at the lilies, and look how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and yet I say unto you, this is the Lord Jesus Christ, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these lilies. So if then God so clothes the grass, which today is in the field and then tomorrow is cut down and thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, O oh, you of little faith? And do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink or have an anxious mind. For all of these things the nations of the world seek after. And your Father knows you need these things. But you seek the kingdom of God. And then all of these things shall be added to you. There is the direct mandate from the Lord Jesus Christ about getting your priorities in order. Your priority must be spiritual growth. Your priority in your life every day must be to grow spiritually. It must be to take in God's Word. It must be to stay filled with the Holy Spirit. It must be to be that faithful servant who keeps the lamp lit waiting on the Master to return. In this passage I just read to you, our Lord taught those disciples the principle of logistical grace. In other words, don't worry, men. God will supply your every need. Keep this in mind. These men left successful businesses. These men had families. These men had bills. These men took off and walked away from everything to follow Jesus Christ. In effect, would you call them a deserter? No. And they had to consider those things. They had to make provisions for those things. And those things were provided for. They were taken care of. Our Lord never hangs anybody out to dry. If you have priority number one, your spiritual life, and you will put these other things on the back burner and wait on the Lord, he will supply your needs. Let's start off with a mandate. The present active imperative in that passage that I just read to you, the verb, the present active imperative of do not worry or take no thought. That's the Greek word merimanao. Merimanao. And it simply means don't be anxious, don't be troubled about the cares of your life or about your material needs. Now this is one thing a con artist can do. A con artist can con you into giving them money and telling you that they don't have any uh, material needs and they're out of money and their baby's sick and their tires got, car's got a flat tire and uh, I can't pay for the groceries. And they will lay a guilt trip on you trying to get you to give them some money. But you don't con God. That's the first thing you need to learn. You might be conned, but the Lord's not going to be conned. And so don't be anxious. Don't try to con God about your needs. If you will set your spiritual priority, number one, staying filled with the Holy Spirit, taking in God's Word consistently, then everything you need to, to exist 
and carry on your life in this world will be provided by the logistical grace of God. Everything from oxygen to finances, I promise you. Whenever we get overly concerned about our security, we get overly concerned about our safety, and it's a natural tendency to hoard things and be greedy, to be greedy for basic needs such as our finances that can sustain the lifestyle that we're used to living, or food so we can continue to eat the way we want to eat. And this mandate is a direct prohibition against that, against this anxiety which leads to greed. See, you read the paper like I do, you look at the internet like I do, you see what everybody predicts is coming down the pipe, and so you think, how can I prepare? How can I get ready? How can I face this when it hits? I gotta have food, I gotta have money, I gotta have all of it stored back. You have a Heavenly Father that knows everything you need. Now you can get all greedy and worried and buy all your food and buy all your ammunition and store it all back and say, I'm gonna be ready when it happens. That's fine, that's not a sin. Or you can say, Father, uh, I'll get a few of these things, but I know this, this is not what will sustain me. It is God's grace that sustains you. You cannot get overly concerned about your security and your safety. That's God's business, not yours. And the mature believer understands that. We should understand that storing up material wealth, that's not going to eliminate the pattern of worrying. It'll only make you worry more. <laughs> because then you'll be afraid somebody will steal what you stored or find where you stored it. So when you have logistical grace, the believer who has some maturity in his life, he understands what the Lord is teaching these disciples, that your heavenly Father, he will see to your every need. Those logistics are arranged in heaven, and they are provided for any believer who keeps his priorities in order. And that's what Paul tells us in Philippians 4.19. My God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And Peter warns you about this anxiety and the greed, the common greed associated with it. <clears throat> when he says in 1 Peter 5.7, cast all your cares upon the Lord, for he cares for you. There you go. You can worry about it. You can fret. You can plan. Or you can let the Lord handle the details. Logistical grace provisions are amazing. Our Lord addressed this in the parable of the rich fool found in Luke 12, 13 through 21. And the final words of the Lord concerning this anxious greed are found in Luke 12, 20 through 21, when he said to the rich man, you are a fool. This night your soul will be required of you. And then whose will these things be which you have provided? And so is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. Rich towards God means having your priorities in order. There's a lot more to say. I thank you for listening. And I pray you'll be back next week, same time. Until then, this is your host, Rick Hughes, 
saying thank you for listening to The Floodline. Thank you for listening to The Floodline with your host, Rick Hughes. If you'd like to contact Rick, please write to him at P.O. Box 100, Cropwell, Alabama, 35054, or online at www.rickhughesministries.org.